0: In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis. Also, Sam Bankman-Fried, he is found guilty on all seven charges in the FTX fraud trial. Quoting Max Kaiser, tough talk when it comes to the minor league. Drug Adderall ish coiner like SBF. But where's all the bravado when Jamie Dimon gets caught manipulating markets and defrauding the public again? Or the next crooked Warren Buffett bailout? He makes a great point. Also, in today's show, Bitcoin to the moon. Send it. I'm going to be sharing with you the top five Bitcoin price predictions for 2024 and beyond. That's what's up. Also, the latest from Kathy Wood of Arc Invest. Also, a 2,700% Bitcoin price explosion is incoming, courtesy of One Catalyst according to the BitMEX founder, Arthur Hayes. We'll also be talking about breaking news. The Valkyrie CIO expects the spot Bitcoin ETF approval before the end of the month. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Welcome, everyone. Today is podcast episode number 1450. Can you believe it? I'm your host, JV, and today is November 3rd. Welcome to Moonvember of 2023. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch as we do each and every day. We got Bitcoin up about a quarter percent, hovering just under 35,000. We have Ether up 0.3%, trading at $1,800. Cardano, one of the top gainers, up 5.5%, and also XRP, barely in the green. And if we are in doubt they say you need to zoom out let's look at the one month Wow, that's much more sexier, isn't it? Now we have Bitcoin up 27% for the month. We got ETH up about 10%. Solana's up almost 70%. Uh, Cardano up 23%. XRP up 14%. BNB up 7%. Personally, I love it when everything in crypto is a winner. It doesn't get no sexier than that. And look at Chainlink up 52% for the month. Good Lord. <laughs> and checking out CoinMarketCap, we're sitting just under 1.3 trillion with about 45 billion involved in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance pull back a little bit, currently at 52.7%. And the Ether dominance in the 16 percent range for the first time I have ever seen that I could recall. It's currently at 16.9% as the Bitcoin dominance continues to outpace the rest of the market, especially Ethereum. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, ThorChain up 14.5%, trading at $3.00. And 20 cents. And Oasis Network up 12% trading at 6.2 cents. Followed by the trust wallet token up almost 12%, trading at a dollar. 23. And checking out crypto bubbles so we can see the top gainers for the past week. Massive shout out to Emilio. I appreciate the super chat. Fam, you're way too kind. Much love, much respect. He just said you are amazing. Nah, I think you're amazing, and I appreciate the orange. So we can orange pill more mofos and help change the world. Let's freaking go. Much love, fam. But as we can see on the crypto bubbles on your screen, we got a lot of gainers overall. That means the market cap is pumping and a rising tide rises all ships. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 65 in greed. Yesterday was a 72, last week a 70, and last month a 49, which is neutral. So there you have it, my fam. What's your thoughts on the current Bitcoin price action? Let me know. Are you pumped up for Vember? I sure as hell am. Let's dive into our Bitcoin technical analysis. Analysis for the day. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Bitcoin broke below 35 G's, baby. After the November 2nd Wall Street Open, as analysis warned of overheated derivatives, and as you know, derivatives are financial uh, tools of financial destruction. Yeah, for real. Now Bitcoin under does the post-Fed gains. We're currently tinkering just under that 35,000, which is now back at a resistance. The highs had come on the back of the encouraging language from J. Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, who in a speech suggested the interest rate hikes might soon end. Now, the Fed opted not to change the rates at the latest meeting on the Federal Open Market Committee, which was November 1st, quoting their press release. Recent indicators suggest the economic activity expanded at a strong pace in the third quarter. Job gains have moderated since earlier in the year, but remain strong, and the unemployment rate has remained low. Inflation remains elevated. An accompanying press release stated, they also shared hear that the U.S. banking system is sound and resilient. Sure it is. (laughs) Tighter financial and credit conditions for households and businesses are likely to weigh on economic activity, hiring, and inflation. The extent of these effects remain uncertain. The committee remains highly attentive to inflation risks. We all know they're full of ish, right? To say the least. And quoting crypto analyst Mikal Pop, Bitcoin breaks out, reaches a new yearly high, which is currently just shy of 36 Gs. Now, not a massive breakout, but as long as we stay above 34.8, which we currently are. The next target is 36.5 to 37,000, and the altcoins will follow after, which is typically what seems to go down. Now, down over 1,000 from its highs, Bitcoin was worrying some, with derivative markets particularly in the focus, quoting Charles Edwards at Caprioli Investments, all Bitcoin derivatives markets are overheated. At present, this captures the perps, futures, and options. Stay safe out there and also we have reacting popular trader sku agreed that arguing it was now the spot market to charge of saving the bitcoin price strength as he shares here something to be aware of when sizing up positions currently when derivatives get hot this puts increasing focus on spot market to support the current prices and the trend, that's right. In his own analysis, we also had material indicators concluding caution should be applied to the current Bitcoin trading environment, meaning expect more volatility ahead. And uploading the snapshot of liquidity on the Bitcoin order book for the largest global exchange, Binance, it warned support levels were apt to disappear quickly A form of a rug pull. So you have been warned. Newcomer support gaining liquidity at this time lay at both 34 and 33.5. So there you have it, fam. Again, how many of you are currently bullish on that King Crypto? And with that being shared, now let's discuss our next story of the day. The latest from Michael Saylor. He was recently interviewed on the news and shared some very positive sentiment in the Bitcoin market. Also, he has been dollar cost averaging and stacking stats. This week, the Bitcoin price came within a hair of 36. I think we hit like. 35,990 during our watch party before abruptly reversing and correcting to 34,250. But after nearly a 30% run over the past month, it is natural for the price to cool off as some traders take profit and market participants evaluate whether or not the catalyst for the rally remain valid. Now, despite the intraday price action, which saw almost 5% drawdown, a number of analysts remain bullish on Bitcoin naturally, and some expect another gamma squeeze if the Bitcoin price manages to push through the 36,300 level. We're only like $400 off of that right now, just FYI. Uh, permeables like MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor appear unbothered by the Whipsaw price action. And on November 1st, MicroStrategy announced the October purchase of 155 more Bitcoin for 5.3 million. As the outlines here in October, MicroStrategy acquired additional 155 BTC for 5.3 million bucks, now holding 158,400 BTC. Like, whoa. And what's the most mind-boggling, Saylor didn't even get into Bitcoin until 2020. So it goes to show you, no one can come here in 2023 and become an even bigger whale than Michael Saylor. In fact, the likes of the Black Rocks of the world put Michael Saylor to shame because we're talking about mega, mega, mega whales on a massive scale. And when asked about the upcoming Bitcoin halving during an interview on Squawk Box, here's what he had to share. Most of the natural sellers of Bitcoin in the market right now are Bitcoin miners, and they have to sell to cover their electricity bills and capital costs and retire their debt. That's about a billion dollars per month worth of selling into the market. The protocol forces that to be cut in half as of next April or late. April. And he also says, so you're going to see 12 billion bucks of natural selling per year converted to 6 billion of natural selling a year. And at the same time, as things like the spot ETFs increase, the demand for Bitcoin. So that's why all of us are fairly bullish over the next 12 months. How many of you are bullish? Let me know. Demand is going to increase and supply is going to contract. And this is fairly unprecedented in the history of Wall Street. That's what's up. Now is a pretty ideal entry point for Bitcoin, according to Sailor. All Also, he was recently interviewed, and I actually transcribed this video clip when he was speaking on Squawk on the Street, and I feel this is very relevant. Here's what Saylor says. For the industry to move to the next level, we need to migrate to adult supervision. We're going to need the big banks to become the crypto custodians. We're going to need Wall Street to take a role, and we need to rationalize away from the 100,000 crypto tokens, you know, the yo-yo coins that people are manipulating to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is an asset without an issuer. It is the one universe universally recognized protocol that is a commodity in the space. And so when uh, banks on Wall Street and responsible custodians are managing Bitcoin and the industry takes its eyes away from all the shiny little tokens that have distracted and demolished shareholder value, I think the industry moves to the next level and we 10x from here. Now, what's another 10x from the current price action? We're talking about roughly, what is that, $350,000 per BTC? Send it and let's fricking go. Also quoting him here, I think the liabilities or the early crypto cowboys, the crypto tokens, which are unregistered securities, the unreliable crypto custodians for the industry to move to the next level, we're going to need to migrate to adult supervision. And I shared with you the rest of that quote. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the one and only GigaChad, Michael Saylor. Next story of the day, this is breaking news. SBF has been found guilty on all seven fraudulent charges. Yeah, this is is wild. Um yeah, here we go. I'm going to read all this to you. Former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried was found guilty of all seven charges by a jury in his criminal trial in New York after about four hours of deliberations, meaning it didn't take long. Bankman-Fried was found guilty of two counts of wire fraud, two counts of wire fraud conspiracy, one count of securities fraud, one count of commodities fraud conspiracy, and one count of money laundering conspiracy. Good Lord, that's a lot of charges. And it's just getting started. He'll be back in court in March to continue with some more charges charges he'll so probably get guilty of, we will return to the court for sentences by New York District Judge Lewis Kaplan, March 28th. So that's the date. It's right before the having Government prosecutors will recommend a sentence, but Judge Kaplan will have the final say. Now, Bankman Freed's crimes each carry a maximum sentence of between five and 20 years in prison with the wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, and money laundering conspiracy carrying a maximum of 20 year sentence in a press conference outside the court, the New York Southern Northern District U.S. attorney Damian Williams called Bankman frieds crimes a multi-billion dollar scheme designed to make him the king of crypto, right? The Michael Jordan of crypto, the Warren Buffett of crypto. <laughs> and one of the biggest financial frauds in American history, Bankman-Fried's attorney Mark Cohen, said in a statement: We respect. The jury's decision, but we are very disappointed with the result. uh, Naturally, Mr. Bankman Fried maintains his innocence (laughs) and will continue to vigorously fight the charges against him. Anyone here in the chat, we have over 200 people in the live. Anyone believe he is innocent? I am just curious if there's any outliers out there. Anyways, other key FTF execs, including former Alameda CEO Caroline Ellison, (laughs) FTX co founder Gary Wang, and former engineering head Nishad Singh, have all pleaded guilty to very various charges and work with the government to testify against Bankman Freed in the five-week trial. Now, Bankman Freed had pleaded not guilty to all the charges, and during his trial, he took the stand to maintain his innocence against the best wishes of his lawyers who told him to shut the what up just saying. And marking the FTX November 2022 collapse as a number of big mistakes I made, he denied any wrongdoing in the FTX relationship with Alameda, attempting to distance himself from key decisions, which we all know is not true, according to the testimonies of their execs. Bankman Freed pinned the blame on Gary Wang for creating a function that allowed Alameda to trade funds on FTX that it didn't have and claimed he wasn't entirely sure what happened. Oh, I don't know what happened. With Alameda's line of credit, which ballooned to billions and the collapsing crypto market of 2022. In his testimony, he also blamed Caroline Ellison for not focusing on risk management. How are you going to blame your ex? That's just wild. Anyways, he didn't believe he defrauded FTX customers by taking over $8 billion worth of their funds. Instead, he framed it as Alameda just borrowing from the exchange. Yeah, borrowing from investors without their permission is called stealing. I just wanted to point that one out. Now, Max Kaiser responded to this attorney who spoke out and he said, this is tough talk when it comes to the minor league, the drug Adderall-ish coiner like SBF, but where's all the bravado when Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond, the, that's the CEO of JP Morgan chase, gets caught manipulating markets and defrauding the public again, or the next crooked Warren Buffett bailout. You talk a good game, but you're no different than SBF. And I think Max makes some excellent points. The big dogs get away with this all the time, of course. But clearly, uh, there's levels to this ish, if you know what I mean. Now, what are your thoughts surrounding this case? How do you think this will likely continue to play out in March as they continue with the court trial facing more charges he's up against? Let me know, fam. I appreciate that. I got some very bullish predictions to share with you. In fact, I'm going to be sharing with you the top five Bitcoin price predictions for 2024 and beyond. Bitcoin continues to circle its highest levels in 18 months. Again, the annual high for the year is currently almost $36,000. But let's dive right into the predictions. First and foremost, Matrixport predicts $45,000 within two months. So two months from November would mean January. I could definitely see Bitcoin hitting 40, 50000 easy peasy before the halving. But let me know your thoughts. Now uh, that prediction came from Matrix the crypto trading firm founded by Jihan Wu, himself a founder of Bitcoin mining giant, Bitmain. In a blog post in late October, Matrix Port doubled down on a 45,000 year end price target. So that's the Christmas target. Let's go, Santa, which is initially revealed in January. It was based on a handful of in house models, what Matrix Port also successfully predicting. Bitcoin's October gains. Quoting them here Bitcoin is breaking above the July 31.5 resistance, uh, showing that thir- uh, 45 is achievable by the year's end. And again, I think that's a very doable target, but let me know your thoughts. The next prediction comes from Bitcoin, they say new all-time high pre-halving. I also agree with that, especially if we get the ETF approval, I would anticipate above and beyond 69,000 before the April 2024 halving, but that's only if uh, you know what I mean? We'll see how this plays out. The having is a watershed moment. We all know the block uh, subsidies get you know cut in half for the miners in September. Bitcoin stated Bitcoin would surpass its current sixty nine thousand peak before April of twenty twenty four. Now they shared here. No, Bitcoin is not going to top before the having. Yes, it's going to reach a new all time high before the having. No, Bitcoin is not going to one hundred and sixty Gs because the magnitude of every pullback is large. This means it'll peak after the having in twenty twenty four. And yes, the target price is around $250,000. I love that. That's right in alignment with Max Kaiser's short-term target of $220,000. Now, they also shared this chart. Both the all-time high and the post-halving $250,000 target came courtesy of the Elliott Wave theory charting, which we cover commonly here on the show, with Bitcoin mimicking the behavior from the previous cycles. And you can see their estimation of how the Bitcoin price is likely to rise. This is coming directly from BitQuant. Now, BitQuant did, however, make room for a total of four pullbacks as outlined in this chart, you can see one, two, three, four before we hit the, the peak at five. Quoting them here, there will be one pullback before breaking to a new all time high, followed by another pullback at around 125,000. Additionally, there will be two more pullbacks after the halving, which are not demonstrated here. Now for the next one three Bitcoin price models, $130,000 target zone. That's right. Let's freaking go. Quoting CryptoCon here, I'm prepared for the lower prices, but the stars are aligning at 130 for the Bitcoin. Bitcoin This cycle and the concept also hinges on the having events and the next peak should come around four years after the $69,000 move in November of 2021. We all know everything is cyclical in Bitcoin every four years driven by the having. Now the $1 million question. How about a $1 million Bitcoin price target leads us to Kathy Wood of ARK Invest. The CEO and chief investment officer uh, has joined former BitMEX CEO Arthur Hayes in doubling down on her seven figure price price. Prediction, when this could happen, understandably up for debate, but changing macroeconomic tides have emboldened what remains a daring Bitcoin price prediction. In October, Hayes maintained that the path to a $1 million coin was in full effect thanks to the macro reality. Now, quoting uh, Blockworks on the Margin podcast right here, uh this was shared actually on an interview. If people lose faith in the bond market and this fiat artificial construction we have created over the past 80 to hundred years, this global economy and how it has been structured, if we lose confidence in that, then the amount of money that's going to be looking for an alternative is going to be something that we have never seen before, uh, he shared over in an interview. And speaking of Kathy Wood, she was just on Bloomberg and here's what she shared when she was asked, what's a better hedge against inflation? Is it Bitcoin or is it gold? And very boldly, She said, Bitcoin hands down, hands down is a hedge against both inflation and deflation. Yes, so is gold, but Bitcoin is digital. And if you look at the incremental demand, we are going to see, but gold already has its demand. You know, it happened already, right? Bitcoin is new and institutions are barely involved and the young people would much rather prefer to hold Bitcoin than hold gold. Preach. So it's interesting that both gold and Bitcoin are hedges against deflation, but Bitcoin has been doing better recently. Preach. And Bitcoin naturally will consider outpacing gold. I think it was Max Kaiser who said for every dollar the Bitcoin price action increases, I'm sorry, for every dollar the gold price increases, expect Bitcoin to go up by over $20. Meaning it will continue to outpace gold by a factor of 20. Let me know if you agree or disagree, fam. And we spoke about uh, Kathy Wood and her. Uh, $1 million price prediction. In fact, she even has a bullish case scenario by the year 2030 of Bitcoin hitting $1.48 million. Keep that in mind. But now let's discuss Arthur Hayes, the BitMEX founder, uh, predicting Bitcoin price to rally 2,700%, taking us to $1 million per coin. And then we'll dive into the latest updates with the likelihood of the spot Bitcoin ETF being approved this month in November, according to the major asset manager. Here we go. BitMEX co-founder Arthur Hayes is doubling. down on a prediction the Bitcoin is destined to reach the seven-figure price. Hayes says that a monetary policy tool known as the Yield Curve Control will act as the catalyst for Bitcoin to reach that 1 million mark, a gain of around 2,700%. From the current level, send it, let's go. Central banks use the yield curve control to influence the long-term interest rate level by buying long-term bonds as much as possible to prevent the rate from rising above the intended target. And according to Hayes, the entire US government is enabling a loose monetary policy environment, even as the Fed continues tightening. Now, the BitMEX founder first predicted seven-figure Bitcoin earlier this year in March in that essay, which I covered here on the show. And at the time, he argued that China's loosening of its monetary policy, would trigger Bitcoin to explode to one million dollars per coin. Hayes also says the decision by the Fed mid this week, uh pause the rate hike interest rate suggests it's time to pump it up. Pump, pump it up. And according to the Bitmax founder, the Fed's decision would trigger other central banks to also ease their monetary policy. Quoting him here, over to you, BTC. Let's go. I shall increase the pace of my rotation out of treasury bills and into Bitcoin and ish coins. Now that the Fed had paused over two meetings, every other central bank has cover to print. Expect massive stimulus coming from China, Europe, and Japan. So there you have it coming directly from crypto haze, just blaze. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Now for the moment you have all been waiting for, let's dive into our featured story of the day and discuss a Bitcoin ETF being approved this month in November. And what would that mean for the crypto market? Let's break this baby down. We have Steven McClurg, the chief investment officer at Valkyrie Investments has put forth a strong indication that a landmark approval from the U.S. SEC for a spot Bitcoin ETF can transpire by the month's end. Send it and let's go. The approval of the spot ETF is currently one of the biggest factors influencing the Bitcoin price as well as the entire crypto markets trajectory. You can say that again. Now, alongside the financial giants such as BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, Fidelity, which is about half the size of BlackRock, we got Eck, we got Invesco, we got Valkyrie, uh, one of the companies at the forefront of the battle with the SEC over the spot ETF. We also have Grayscale, don't forget the GBTC product. We have uh, the firm managing two Bitcoin-related ETFs at the moment. Now, Valkyrie Bitcoin, and Ether Strategy ETF and the Valkyrie Bitcoin Miners ETF with a combined asset value of $51.1 million at this time, and they also have active filings for Spot Bitcoin ETF. Now, McClurg, citing the latest amendments to Valkyrie Spot Bitcoin ETF app, anticipates the SEC will issue another series of comments within the next weeks, potentially setting the stage for the approval of the 19B4 rule changes by the end of the month send it, Quitting him here. Before anything else happens, we get a second round of comments. And I believe we'll probably get those comments in the next one to three weeks. A late November approval likely means a February launch. So note that if we get the green light in November, it means The Bitcoin ETF would likely launch a few months later in February, which would be right in time again for the Bitcoin having. Now, he also shared with ETF.com this interview, suggesting a timeline for the SEC's response to these crucial amendments. He also argues the SEC can wait until January to ask the applicants to put the final touches on their S-1 filings. So that's the other alternative scenario. Now, Nate Jirasi, host of the ETF Prime Pod, explained that Valkyrie CIO suggests SEC Can approve the 19B4's exchange rule changes for the Spot Bitcoin ETFs by the end of November and then the S1 registration statements early next year. These don't have to be approved at the same time, so keep that in mind, though they need both for the ETFs to begin trading. Now, in recent weeks, the SEC has been actively communicating with ETF apps and disclosed that the agency is carefully scrutinizing all Spot Bitcoin ETF apps. The focal points of the SEC's inquiry have pertained to the comprehensive explanation of various risk disclosures, methodologies concerning index usage and net asset value, computations, environmental risk inclusions, as well as detailed insights into custodial practices. Recent amendments to filings by entities such as BlackRock and VanEck have been augmented to elucidate how initial fund seeding could be conducted, and also note that BlackRock already began seeding their ETF back in October, which was last month. This is something that Larry Fink, their CEO, has already disclosed. Now, because of that, industry experts remain cautiously optimistic. We have Matt Hogan, the CIO of Bitwise Asset Management, highlighting lingering concerns. Quitting him here, market manipulation is still a potential stumbling block. Custody isn't. A wrap. So there is still a lot of work to do, he stated. Now, the anticipation isn't purely speculative. The man forecast suggests substantial interest. McClurg envisions about 10 billion bucks flowing into these products within the first one to two months post launch. While Bitwise's project uh, projects uh, 50 billion in inflows within the first five years, I I think that's extremely conservative. I could see trillions of inflows within five years, but hey, to each their own. Valkyrie revised its Spot Bitcoin ETF filing October 30th few days ago with an S-1 registration statement submitted to the SEC outlining the Valkyrie ETF. The proposed fund shares are intended to be listed under the ticker BRRR. Brrr on the NASDAQ <laughs> stock exchange. Valkyrie updated their app in uh, part of a wider trend as several firms have similarly refiled their spot ETF apps, signaling a concerted effort toward regulatory compliance and optimism for approval. Bloomberg ETF analyst James Safeheart identified these amendments as positive signals for progress and possible imminent approvals. Let me know which you think will get the green light first from the SEC. We all know it's imminent. We all know it's going to happen. But when? Is it going to be November? Is it going to be December? Could it be January? Could it be March? Let me know in the live poll we have on the screen. I have some bonus content to share with you before we dive into the live uh, Q&A. This is from Jurian Timmer. Why is this so relevant? He is the head of macro at Fidelity. Fidelity being a a $4.5 trillion asset manager. He's the one who predicted a billion dollar Bitcoin price by the year 2038. And here's something he just recently shared. He shares some incredible threads I want to share with you. Bitcoin is volatile, but its scarcity and adoption curve create the potential for it to be a high powered hedge against monetary shenanigans. I think of it as exponential gold. And in this chart, it shows you Bitcoin going past $1.2 million per coin. That's pretty sexy. Gets me excited. As he shares here, one of the attributes of Bitcoin is that it's a network asset. And as such, its adoption curve has followed the typical S-curve shape. We have seen many of the S-curves throughout history. He continues here in the thread. The question, where is Bitcoin's journey along that S-curve? A network asset's value is driven by its adoption curve, so the slope of that curve matters a lot. Makes a good point. And when I first went down this rabbit hole (laughs) in late 2020, its adoption curve, which I define as the number of non-zero addresses, was very steep. It resembled the S-curve for mobile phones during the 1980s and the 1990s, which was pretty promising. I'm going to read you a few more. Now, however, as the real rate narrative changed from dovish in 2020 to hawkish in 2022. The adoption curve flattened. And it is now closer to the slope of the internet adoption curve from the 2000s, and it has not made much progress since 2021. Now, we also had some other threads which are very valuable. I'm just going to read the lead part of it. With Bitcoin moving up once again, will its adoption curve accelerate as it did a few years ago? And how does the macro trend on rates affect it? There's some very insightful data. If you want this, check the show notes below the video in the description. I'll include all of this. And he had one more good thread continuing the discussion from the recent thread on Bitcoin. I highly recommend you check this out because again, this is the head of macro over at Fidelity, one of the world's largest asset managers. So there you have it, my crypto fam. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.